Wednesday night. It's Wednesday night all over the world, baby. It's Unspoken Requests with Jared and Mike. It's episode number... 124. Episode 124. Thanks for listening to all of our previous 123 episodes. If you have... Uh, if you haven't... Get to work. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Maybe this is the first time you've, you've listened to this radio. Maybe you're just... Maybe you're just... Uh, to this radio? Is that what you said? What? Nothing. Maybe you're just... Uh, what do you call it when you're... Uh, <laughs> what are you getting at? When you're, uh, you know, on your your old timey radio, and you're you're tuning you know, it in. You're tuning into all the different uh, on the uh, with your dial. You know what I'm talking about. Thanks for listening <laughs> to us. Yes, it's a stretch. It's been a long week. Yeah, I hear you. We heard watching the credits from the Beths. New song from the Beths. Uh, Mike, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing okay. It's been a slog for a couple weeks, but uh. My family's been ill, and uh, my well, I va- think that's my van died. Yeah, but beyond that, things are okay. I think it's why we weren't on the air a couple weeks ago. I think yeah. there was some illness. Yeah, but everything's fine now, except for my back hurts. But besides that, everything's fine. Let me just say this. Yeah, everyone in my household became ill, except me. Now, I don't know if that speaks been to... Taking, do you take a multivitamin? I don't. Uh, do you pray every day? Yes. <laughs> there you go. You have angels of uh, <laughs> protective angels watching. I also uh, tend to Just deal... Just like in that Alabama song. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I tend to deal with all the sins in my life, too, and not let the demons uh, There you go. In- infiltrate my day-to-day. Uh, Mike, we got a big show tonight, today, tonight, tonight, tonight. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, Our intro is already off to a great we, start. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it sure is. Hey, uh, for this first hour, we're going to go to an interview that we did on Thursday. Yeah. We did a pre-tape. We did a pre-taped interview uh, with uh, local legend uh, Cole Radrick, who has since gone on this past weekend to win... A championship belt. He's a professional wrestler. You should say that much. <laughs> well, yeah. That makes it sound like you won in a raffle or something, the way I said it. Are there other things you can win a belt in besides pro wrestling? Uh, you know, at it, 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 Kings Island or whatever, if you you know get enough baskets, uh, you, you can win a, a giant alien. Uh, no, but I mean alien a specifically, or a belt. Specifically a you probably, belt. You probably win a belt there. <laughs> One of those cocaine mirrors. Maybe a belt. Sure, yeah. Um, anyway, so that's that's what we're gonna we're gonna. Uh, oh, we better go to, to it right now, actually. Okay, let's do it. Here's our talk with Cole Raddick, and we'll, we'll have much more to talk about this during the next hour. But for now, here we are talking to Cole Raddick. Here Radrick. we are, just a few days ago. We're here on Unspoken Requests with local legend, professional wrestler, Cole Radrick. Thanks for joining us today. What's up, pal? How you doing? Pretty good. Mike, did you know that the world's (laughs) 320th best professional wrestler lives right here in Bloomington, Indiana? 320th? Is that right? Yeah, it's an upgrade. 
That's pretty yeah. high. Yeah, I went from 474 to like 494, somehow digressed, yeah. and now we're 320. Who makes these rankings? Uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Wow. The Basically the only professional wrestling magazine. That's left? That's still... Like, they started publishing, I think, in 79? Does that sound Se- right? I think 70... I think... 78, but they've been okay. doing the PWI 500, I think, since like 74. Okay. But don't listen to me. I get concussed a lot. <laughs> Allegedly. 320, yeah. that's pretty great. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. And like- Cat Dad of the Year, too. Don't. They, they <laughs> announced me as the PWI unofficial official Cat Dad of the Year. So. Wow, that's. I mean, I'm also cool as a wrestler, I guess. <laughs> yeah. As long as that's, you don't wrestle the cats. That's, that's yeah. they No, they beat me up. Okay. <laughs> well, they have claws. That's. Yeah, so you have me. PWI and Cat Fancy magazines <laughs> framed up in your house, probably. Uh, so out of all the wrestlers in the world, yeah, there's millions of wrestlers out there. Yeah, how many are there? Millions. Thousands, at least. I know two from back home, at least. <laughs> yeah. I know home. a lot, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> all right, speaking of back home, uh, you, you are, are you originally from Spencer? Yeah, Indiana? I'm born. You I was born up? in Bloomington, raised in Spencer. Oh, okay, grew up here and lived here basically my entire life outside of like three months. Okay, you know who else was born in Bloomington? Uh, David Lee Roth. Yes. Yeah. Great. You know who else was born in Bloomington? Mick Foley. Mick Foley. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I didn't know that actually. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't stick around long. He moved to Spencer quickly, too. Yeah, he was born too. Fun fact: the uh, the night I did my uh, first night of training, Mick Foley was at the Comedy Attic doing a thing. Oh, awesome. uh, yeah. so I have a photo of me and Mick Foley, and I'm like, oh yeah, that was like my first day of oh, training. You can, oh, neat. When so? When was that? When did you start training? Um, December of 2014. Oh, okay. Is Southern Indiana uh, an easy place to get into pro wrestling? Pro wrestling, I mean, people say pro wrestling is easy to get into, but like finding a reputable school yeah. is kind of hard. I think that's what I'm asking. Like, yeah. uh, what's the gateway into the, the real deal? <laughs> Just knowing the right people, yeah, honestly. Great. So I got really lucky. Um, I started as backyard wrestling, wrestling my friends in my backyard in like seventh grade. Great. Convinced them that, hey, I have a trampoline with like ropes around it. How cool would it be if we just go out there and act like we wrestled? And I would just post clips, and there was some promoter that was local, and he always saw me. He's like, hey, just come to my shows. And then a whole bunch of stuff happened when I first started. So by the time I met my second trainer, I went to a show here in Bloomington, Indiana, Infinity Pro at the National Guard. Yeah, we can do a couple of those. Uh, if If you ever look back from like 2013 to all the 2014s, Front row, hard camp side, me and my four friends, every show. Okay. Heckling. <laughs> I mean, tearing down these wrestlers. <laughs> like, if I were them, I would have pulled me over the guardrail. And so I... How old are you at this point, probably? Oh, 16. Okay. I, like, me and my friends in high school, I was like, listen, I'm the only one that can drive. We're going to buy four tickets to every show, and we're going to go to these shows. So me, my buddy Austin, my buddy Dylan, my buddy Landon... Every show we would go front row. I would always message the guy, and then the guy like was like, "Hey man, like I know you have a passion for this. Like you kind of got screwed over with your last trainer. You want to wrestle?" I was like, "I don't know, maybe, maybe." And I watched the show, and I was like, "It was the first independent show where I was like, they have the lights off, the lights are focused on the ring. It kind of has something of a production value." And I was like, "This is kind of cool." So I was like, "Hey man, I need you to like tell me who I need to go to right now." And he goes. 
Well, there's one trainer. He lives like three hours away named Billy Rock who trained a lot of like the Indiana group of wrestlers. And then there was one named Michael Guess who lived in Terre Haute, Indiana, which is 45 minutes yeah. from my house. <laughs> so, and uh, he had, Michael happened to be at the show that day. So I literally walked up to Michael and I was like, hey man, I'm Joey. Where do I sign up? And uh, I think that show was on a Friday, and on sa- on Sunday I started my first training session, and uh, just been rocking wow. and rolling ever since. That's awesome! Wow, yeah, that's great. Yeah, man. Did you ever train with Billy Rock at any point too, or? Uh, I did a seminar. Okay. Uh, Cole Cabana did a seminar, and then I went up for his class like before that and got a little bit. I, I wish I had more of a time learning underneath him, just so I could say I got the Billy Rock rub, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, but also, I think there's. There's, like, a certain pride that I think, like, me and Billy Starks take in. Like, because I do consider Billy Rock, like, a mentor whenever I can hang out and get to listen to him, shoot the shit. But it's also cool knowing it's, like, I never really had um, the most formal of training. So just to be able to do all, like, the cool things I did is, like, okay, sweet. Like, I kind of figured out on my way how to do it instead of being, like, hey, here's, like, perfect training and how to be a perfect wrestler i was like all right maybe if i'm just like an idiot that makes goofy faces sometimes people will like me over time yeah that seems really like a rewarding way to do it yeah but it also sucks because like there's a lot of pitfalls you know and uh yeah so what do you feel like your learning curve has been like uh seems like a lot of people would uh, give up somewhere along yeah exactly the way. Yeah. So oh it's, man it's it's great that you're where you are now there's there's could there i could i could tell you five times where i was like ah screw this <laughs> yeah you know whether it be injury related or a guy holding a knife to my neck in the ring oh my gosh. which was a real incident which you know great times um, <laughs> where was that uh jeffersonville indiana okay so but shout out paradigm pro love y'all <laughs> <laughs> wasn't your fault cleared the air all good um there just there's thousands of times where it's like I definitely was like yo I'm just gonna go back to Spencer work at Cook Pharmaceuticals or whatever and just call it a day um, but it's also like there's not a lot of people that like want to eat shit nowadays in like the most respectful way like I think if you learn to eat shit and you just learn that everything has a lesson inside of it whether you like it or not like there's Again, I, I could tell you even more times where, like, I did something that I hated doing. And I was like, this is going to suck. And, like, what, whether it's I learned the lesson that sometimes I just have to say no or sometimes I'm like, oh, actually, I learned something from this. Um, I think that's kind of what's helped me more than anything is not having, like, somebody that's like, hey, no, yes, for yeah. me. It's like mm-hmm. I did it, all, like, on my own and I made every mistake on my own. But it's also cool because it's like – Nobody can take away what I've been able to do. Yeah, you can internalize you know that I mean? stuff and make it a part of you. Yeah, and so it's cool. like, without sounding like I have too big of a head, if you obviously were an audio only thing, so my ears are huge, not my head. Um, <laughs> what what the really cool thing is like nobody can take it from me, you yeah. know. And it's I take a lot of pride in that. Can you think of a time when uh, you thought it was going to be a bad scene, but then actually it ended up being great, and you learned kind of learned something in the other way, like. Uh, um, it was so. It was a bad thing overall. I moved to Dayton, Ohio, to live with uh, this kind of famous wrestling trainer. Ended up being a horrible situation. Um, guys no longer involved in wrestling, uh, and it sucked because like it really tore down a lot of like my mental health, and it tore down like a lot of my self confidence in wrestling. But at the other point of it, like 
until that point in my life, I had always searched out validation from others. I always wanted to know if I was doing a good job, if I was doing well, if I was going to get brought back or if I was going to be wanted for the next show. And then after like that whole thing happened, I probably had like a two month span where I was like, I'm just eating all the time. I'm getting so much weight. Like maybe I'm not as passionate about this as I, like I thought I was. Cause this, you know, this one guy was like, you don't care about this. And then it became like, okay, well I'm going to go do this show, but not because I care about having the greatest match on the show. I just want to have fun. Yeah. And then over time I just stopped caring what people thought about me for better or worse. And like, I didn't like, and I still do like, I still want people to have a good experience with me. I still want people to like being around me because I like being around people. But I used to judge myself by the way others felt about me, and that just ruined me over time. So now I do things because I want to do them, and if I don't want to do something, I wouldn't do it. Like, I wouldn't be here if I didn't want to be here. I hate talking. I feel like I talk more than anything else in my life. But it's also like once I stopped seeking that validation, like I started having so much fun because I would do things in matches that people were like, why are you doing that? It's like, cause I freaking want to. And like, yeah. like, do you hear the crowd? Like they actually kind of like it. So I'm not going to stop. You know, I think that's probably like the biggest thing that's like really helped me was just like, I don't need other people to like me to feel okay about myself, but it also helps when they do like yeah, me. You know sure, what I mean? Yeah. Man, that seems like a valuable lesson for anyone in any field to learn. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like you're always going to have people that don't like you. Like I think there's in my, and I mean, this is just cause I'm also probably crazy, but like in my head, I feel like there's a very short amount of people that really actually like me. Now people love ratty daddy, but like <laughs> Joey Hodge as a human being, like, I don't know. Like I talk a lot, <laughs> A little bit weird and a lot of weird facial expressions like so it's just finding that balance and then when you stop learning to care so much there's such a freedom to it there's such there's like a it's kind of like I always I always put wrestling and comedy in the same thing if you can get a comedian that can just freestyle and rock with the crowd like Matt Reif on Facebook is a guy that does nothing but like crowd work oh cool and people love him so if you can go through matches and do crowd work and yeah. just feel comfortable, Improvise. it's going to make yeah. you feel so much better as a wrestler. And I think the crowd responds to that better too. Yes, because they're it feels like they're a part of it. In yeah, that way. yeah. Well, I mean, and like also like people, you're going to have people come to a show, and obviously there's going to be road cameras and everything. And I'm always like, if and I don't know anything, I'm not a veteran of the game, I promise. But like, uh, I always tell pe- like the the younger people I help out, like. Don't forget to make eye contact with the crowd. Everybody is sh- so shy nowadays. But if, like, I take a body slam and I sit up and I, like, look at you and I'm like, <sighs> you know? <laughs> like, you're going to be like, oh, man, I fell on ice before and, like, yeah, smacked yeah. my back and, like, be like, damn, that really sucked. Like, there's a lot of, like, personal connections you can make in just two seconds that might attract somebody to making noise or bringing, bringing them even more so into your match and maybe they'll stop scrolling on Twitter and Instagram during my matches. <laughs> yeah. Please, I try really, really hard. So, uh, as the 320th best wrestler in the world where, uh, where do you see yourself right now at, f- starting from meeting a guy to meeting your trainer at a match on a whim to wherever you might be headed, where do you feel like you're at right now? Man, that's the hardest question in the world. Like, um, uh, cause I, I would feel like it just, just in the last couple of years you've, uh, well, you know, you like you were saying before, you know, wrestling out of the country for the first time and like, you know, getting like, I think one of the first 
uh, not one of the first, but like I saw your match with uh, Speedball Mike Bailey. Like I don't know when was that? Like a year and a half. Uh, ago? Was that the collective one? It, 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 it was like, like a big entrance ramp, big camera off the like, side. Maybe like April of last year. So I it, forget which one. That would either have been WrestleMania Collective or me and Speedball wrestled in uh, Las Vegas. But there was, if it was one where I had a belt, that one was uh, uh, okay. Dallas Collective or wherever WrestleMania yeah. was last year. So that's that where, sounds right. That, I think that's because anyway. that's the one everybody brings up to oh, me. Oh, really? That okay. One. Yeah. Okay. So I'm assuming it's that one, but we've had two. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I just feel like around that time, it's like been seeing your name a lot more out there just like in general not just like in a local sense but just like yeah around the country people that are seeing you and it's like yeah yeah i mean like i'm not going to sit here and say i'm like ranked number 125 personally in my mind in the world or nothing <laughs> like that um i guess i just mean like uh in terms of what you're up to like uh how much you're wrestling yeah. how, who you're wrestling where you feel like you're at like are you feeling good about it i uh, mean i'm feeling really good like i'm i'm starting to get uh it's weird like I feel like again I make a lot of comparisons so cut me off at any point (laughs) but like um, wrestling also correlates a lot to music a lot of good bands have a lot of good tracks and then they have one album where you're just like (laughs) there's one song on here track seven and skip the rest throw the CD out download it on Spotify you gotta hear some of this stuff he puts out (laughs) I'm here for a radio interview only okay uh so, I mean, there's, you know, you have highs and lows. And, um, you know, sometimes, like, wrestling-wise, I feel like I kind of hit a lull. And honestly, like, I just had a match with my buddy Shigeru Friday. And I, like, I was like, oh, we back, baby. We, ba- we all the way back. Like, you know, I lost some weight, feel a lot better. Um, was that the one? Was that in, at Atlanta? Atlanta, yeah. We it's, were, where they, it's where they, they filmed all the WCW, WCW Saturday nights, brother. right? Brother. How was that? You know how many locker rooms I was in? I was like, which one was Hogan's? I need to know. Which mirror did he use? Which one's was uh, Funkhouse Buck? Yeah. Where, where did he, yeah. So I was like, where was Bill Watts standing at this particular <laughs> moment? Saying, get off the freaking top rope. Yeah. Um, right now, man, I'm, like, I'm just very lucky. I travel across the, you know, the United States for the most part every weekend. We did this. We're in Atlanta, center stage. This weekend, I'm running a show in Spencer. Uh, wrestling in Chicago, then going to St. Louis. Next week, I'm in New Jersey all weekend. The weekend after that, I'm doing uh, Brooklyn, New York, flying to Chicago, doing a show in Chicago, driving back to New York, doing a show, coming back home, oh crying my myself to sleep. <laughs> um, you know, maybe there's some more international stuff in the works for later this year, which will probably take me out of the United States <laughs> for the most part. Um, so, it is very, very cool. I am extremely lucky. I'm still waiting for somebody to find out that I have no clue what I'm doing, and I am <laughs> petrified. Um, but, yeah, man, like, and I, it's just hard. Like, I don't want to see here and be like, hey, man, I, I feel like I'm one of the best, like, all-around wrestlers. But it's like, there's so many people that are a lot better than me. Um, but I will say that I feel more comfortable doing what I do right now than I have ever felt in my life. Great. There's no crowd that I can't feel like I can get them in the palm of my hands. Um, I love what I'm doing. I'm making good friends. I'm starting to give back. So yesterday was eight years in wrestling for me. Great. I'm Congrats. old as shit. I should retire <laughs> yet, like five years ago. And uh, I'm just now starting to help like the younger people out. And like I, you know, I should have probably started a little bit sooner. But like I'm starting to help these younger people out that I see so much potential in. 
and I'm trying to help them get into places that helped mold me. Very cool. So it's it started to be really cool for me because now I'm seeing like other success, <laughs> and I'm like, let's f- go, you know. <laughs> Dude, that's great. Let me ask you this, because uh, so most of what I know about pro wrestling is through Jared, because uh, he's he's yeah. the real fan. So we're best uh, friends, and I am a big <laughs> wrestling fan, and Mike loves Jared on, so much. Yeah, that no, he, I want to ask you this because he because maybe yeah. he can answer too, because it might be another hard question for you. How would you describe your style? All rounder. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean. I do death matches, hardcore wrestling, comedy, and I feel like I can wrestle just about any style. Not perfectly, but I can wrestle any. I could wrestle like a like a lucha guy, and I feel like I wouldn't mess his shit up. I could wrestle a technical guy. I feel like I wouldn't. Like that's how I see it personally, and I would. I do want to hear what your yeah. opinion. Cause no, I agree. Yeah, because I'm not a big fan of death match wrestling in general. But you know, you <laughs> he's leaving. Jared, he's I'm leaving. Sorry. <laughs> Put, put away the, the, the pizza cutter. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. There's fluorescent tubes in the ceiling. We're in trouble now. But, you know, you can be very uh, scary and believable as a, uh, you know, a maniac out there. But also, like you said, do more uh, family-friendly, comedic kind of stuff. So, and, yeah, not everyone can do that. Or, you know, you know, be believable uh, in whatever kind of match you're doing. That, I think that's kind of like... Uh, something i i love old wrestling it is literally the only thing i watch and that makes me sound like even an older man but i love like me and shigahiro were watching andre the giant uh matches all day yesterday and there's like a moment he just stopped and he goes why so much big man wrestling <laughs> and i go i love big man wrestling <laughs> he's like why and i go look at the small guys he goes what about them? I go, they can't run and flip around and do all the cool stuff. I was like, they got to sell. Like, <laughs> yeah. they got to, like, get their ass handed to them before they do anything cool. And I was like, I was like, look at him. I was like, he's in an actual fight. And every time I've wrestled a bigger guy and they hit me once, I'm like, shit. Like, I mean, I know it's a show, but sometimes yeah. some of them are a little mean, you know. Um, but, yeah, I would, I would agree with you about, like, just being able – I would more address myself as like a chameleon. I think I can fit into whatever the match is, where it is on the show, mm-hmm. how much time that we have. Because like, and they're not going to pick it up from this interview, but I swear I have like no ego when it comes to like inside the ring wrestling. If I have to get my ass beat for like 80% of the match for it to be a good match, that's fine with me. Yeah. My 20% is going to be sick, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's like... um I, and like I think over the last year I've done a lot of death matches, but I've only done <clears throat> technically three this year, but or four, but one was a tournament in England, so okay. I don't really count all three. I count that as like a big yeah. one. What's a, are death matches in England much different than other places or about um, the same? About the same, except yeah. like the the light tube. So we use uh, I. You're, forgive me. I think you have to get an adapter for the. Uh, <laughs> no, no. I don't think we're. I don't think we're trying to turn them on. Um, so like the light tubes that are up here are like T. I think they're called T8s. So they're like the really skinny tubes. Okay. They're very bad. So when a light, when you break a light, like a fluorescent light bulb, te- is a technical term. When you break a normal one, which is a t- T12, it shatters. So it breaks. You'll have maybe the end pieces, but like the middle pieces will usually cut up into smaller pieces. Maybe except like two or three chunks in any. England, they only use T8s. Those just snap. Uh, okay. So they don't shatter. So the pieces are a lot longer. 
Um, the, the risk of getting like deeper cuts are way more probable. So the entire time I'm in this tournament, I'm like, F- I just do not let, let a light tube get to me. Yeah. Do not let a light tube get to me. I go through the first round. Perfect. Thank you. Go through the second round. Perfect. Thank you. Go to the finals. Almost at the end of the match. And not the guy's fault. He hits me with a light tube. And I just kind of see this thing in the air start spinning and calm down. And I was like, hmm, my arm is really warm. Oh, I'm bleeding all down my arm. (laughs) Hey, buddy, do you want to go get me some duct tape, please? (laughs) Sir, you're just staring at me. (laughs) Sir, go grab the. <laughs> so that that was that was about the difference in England. Yeah. I, I just had about a two about about a three times having to repeat this guy. I'm bleeding out. <laughs> Will you please go grab some duct tape so I can finish this match? Oh my gosh. And the lady who's a medic is like coming up to the ring, she's like, We gotta roll you out and I'm like, Listen, this is I've I've had, I've seen bad cuts. This isn't a bad one. It's gonna bleed a lot. But we're almost at the end of this match, and then I gotta go sell merch, <laughs> and then I'll come to you. Yeah. So she, so I'm like, you're trying to end this match, so I'm come, go, going to go straight to you. That's not what's going to happen here, like regardless. Yeah. So she, I'm like, please just tape me up. I swear I'll come right back through the curtain. She tapes me up. I finished the, like the last 20 seconds of the match. I just head straight to the merch table, and so <laughs> she's standing on the entranceway like. What are you doing? Like, get back here! And I'm like, I got t-shirts. That's the thing oh. about these uh, deathmatch wrestlers is, uh, you know, you're all selling your own merch. So afterwards, you're you're completely covered with blood, <laughs> bloody thumbprints on the- <laughs> t-shirts and exchanging money. And <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I will say, most times if I'm bleeding and I have to go through my yeah. stack of shirts, right. I'll look at the the guy selling merch to me. And I'm like, hey man, can you please dig out this? <laughs> I brought all white shirts tonight. I oh, know, yeah, black only, bro. Yeah. I only wear black. Only black shirts are the only thing that sell. Unfortunately, oh, I get it. Oh yeah, they everybody wants different colors of shirts until yep. it comes time oh. to buy them. Oh, I, I know you. that story. Trust oh, me, yeah. I looked at my load of laundry, and half of it's my wrestling friend's shirts. And I was like, oh, I'm goth. Like everything I have is black. Like. Yeah. Not, I mean, I'm wearing all black right now. Like, how does one get into deathmatch wrestling? What's that? What's the hump you have to get over in order to be comfortable doing that? So, not comfortable. Maybe it's not the right word, but um, confident. So, we we spoke earlier about like I always seeked validation from others. So in like seventh grade, uh, everybody started making fun of me for liking wrestling because like it is what it is, you know. <laughs> Um, you still believe in it, all that stuff. And so I kind of just like was like, I'm never going to watch it again for like a month. And then I'm on like YouTube scrolling and I see Tournament of Death, which is like a big deathmatch tournament at the time. And it was uh, JC Bailey versus Chris Cash. And they did like light tubes and ladders. And I was like, how the f- how are you going to tell me this is fake? Like, this dude's bleeding out of his armpit right now. Like, later on in the show, somebody cut an artery in his arm, and he's, like, squirting it into his mouth. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, bro. <laughs> I was in seventh grade. Yeah. yeah. Formative stuff. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, listen, I'm a pretty average to normal human at this point. So, um, And, like, that got me sucked back into wrestling, but... That was also my introduction to independent wrestling. So from that match, I learned what CCW was. And I learned what IWA and Ring of Honor and all these other independent promotions were. So then I kind of had, like, always a fondness of death matches. And, like, and you know, when we did backyard wrestling, like, we always had, like, trash cans and stuff. And I was like, I remember I had, like, a two-foot light tube my dad had from his, like, mechanic shop. 
and I kept it, and I was like, there's going to be a match where I use this. <laughs> I don't know when, because if I get glass in my dad's yard, I'm dead. But also, so I think there's always a part of me that knew it was inevitable. And then, Did you ever use that tube? I think I did. Okay. Um, I could say you should have like kept wait, it and then like, you know, used it like 30 years ago. God. I kept this night wait, yeah, it for when, you. When we switched Friday to night. nothing but LED lighting and <laughs> oh, like, yeah. and like I bring out like the ancient last right. tube that anybody's ever seen. First of all, I got to explain what this is. And then yeah. back in my day, we used these for like everything. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, like it was, to me, it was inevitable. It was more about like, when it would happen and about a year and a half in I did like no rope barbed wire yeah. and then I went back to uh, high school the next day wow I was tough yeah <laughs> so yeah what, what, what did the fellow high schoolers think about all this or did they oh I, th- I was a loser they still <laughs> I mean, like not impressed I don't I, I mean I don't know how they feel about it nowadays yeah. um, and it's like I don't ever want to be like look at what I well, no, did yeah, I was going to say it's you can be like you know Oh, I'm being booked in Japan now. You can't deny it anymore. Yeah, there's. Ah, all right, Sophie, allow my head to grow a little bit here. <laughs> sure. There's, there's a cool flex to it, being like, "Hey, I got paid to go overseas to do something I wanted to do that y'all made fun of me for yeah. ever." Sure, yeah. And there's definitely a part of me where I'm just like smirking across the room, like, 10 year anniversary. I'm gonna show up, <laughs> yeah. just stand in the middle and wait for some apologies that will yeah. never come um you know like again my friends landon my friends austin my friends dylan they were like yo this is freaking cool and i'm very lucky that i'm still pretty cool with all of them like uh landon is still one of my best friends to this day and he's like bro you can talk as much shit as you want like you went to japan yeah. and england and mexico and wrestled in canada and i'm like just wait till this year brother <laughs> I was like, I was like, we're we're coming up on you know, what we're two years away from our tenth anniversary or three years away from our tenth anniversary. I gotta talk my shit about, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got I got things I gotta accomplish before. So yeah, I, was, I mean, I think most of them maybe now are like, like there's some of them that comment on my Facebook and they're like, that's so cool, and I'm like, oh, I will pull up the. F- messages that we have <laughs> it's so cool now yeah so cool now <laughs> but i mean i don't honestly like i don't hold any resentment it's i it's something i can kind of feel like i'm like let's go i did that again i did that you yeah know? Totally. nobody can take that you climbed me. right over it yeah that's you know? great and i'm a local legend <laughs> that's right that's right who are some uh of your favorite pe- people to wrestle that might not be uh known to the listener um so some of my favorite people to wrestle are Jordan Aller, who is on the Spencer Show Friday. He wrestles for GCW, traveled all across the world with me. And GCW uh, is – you wrestle for GCW. Uh, yes. And they're – just so the listener knows, they're probably the, the, you know, the largest independent organization out there yeah. in the country, right? I mean, I mean, I would honestly say the world if you – Sure, yeah. Like – I mean, New Japan does contracts, so that's doesn't really make them an independent, right? You know, but GCW's like, besides, I mean, ICW No Holds Barred has gone to England at this point, but GCW has gone to um, Canada, gone to Japan t- multiple times, gone to England, gone to Mexico, and then I know uh, 
going back they're, they're going back to uh, Japan they're going back to England they're going to Germany there's a whole bunch of things they do and I'm lucky enough to be a main roster guy there somehow some way yeah um, do not understand how but here we are <laughs> um, and then you know like I said Jordan Oliver's one of is like one of the top guys there and uh, he's also one of my best friends I think he's honestly one of the best wrestlers in the world um, <clears throat> guy I wrestled on Friday my close personal best friend Shigehiro Ida. I love wrestling him. It was my. F- uh, we had one one-on-one match like four or five years ago, and then we had this one, and I was like, "Oh, it's so so sweet." Um, the Bang Bros who are coming to Spencer as well. I'm going to plug a lot of my friends here, and yeah. a lot of no, my friends. A lot of my friends are on my show, and, so and you we'll, can call me biased. Yeah, here. that's what we're gonna. I guess we can talk about this more later. But yeah, you're putting on a show, and Spencer, it'll be tomorrow night. It will have already happened when you hear this on the radio, but so use your time machine folks. Yeah. Uh, is it going to be uh, taped? Yes. Yeah, so it'll be live on twitch.tv forward slash ratty R A D D Y daddy number okay. four ever. All right. So we'll anyway. have that probably like two weeks out after the show. Okay. Sorry to interrupt you. Keep, keep going. I've completely lost my train of thought. Let me ask you this, well, though. Let me I ask have, you this, though. I have another question. He has another question. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, you were talking about your strength is that you're versatile. Um, so when you think about who you like to wrestle, uh, who, what makes a match fun for you? Like, what, what does someone else bring to the match that makes it fun for you to participate in? Um, there's... There's like a specific word I'm looking for. Sorry, uh, mouse photographer calling me. <laughs> Probably about Billy Starks. Um, so, somebody that can react off of cruise control, which what I mean by that is having confidence in the ring to where they're not always like trying to get to the next thing, trying to get to the next thing. Sometimes they take a breath and they look to the crowd and they know, hey, we don't have to rush anything so people that understand like timing um know not how to do too much you know what i mean um just be able to kind of relax and just like just kind of flow with matches that's those are the best experiences i have wrestling with people um people that know what they do really really well makes it so much easier for me because if i i've wrestled i cannot tell you how many times i've wrestled somebody i'm like all right, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Then we need to hit like some cool, very cool beginning stuff for you. What's your beginning stuff? And they're like, oh, let me think about it. Let me think about it. And I'm like, hey, man, we got 45 minutes before this show. If we have to think about everything we you, you got to do for like the next 45 minutes, I don't know how that's going to work. So like, you know, I have my set, like three things I do in the beginning, and I can interchange them, but. I know my rhythm of things. Yeah. So if you can find people that can find a rhythm in what they do and they know what they do well, it just makes it that much easier to work together and like flow. Wrestling seems so uh, hard to me to figure out like how to work with someone and for the first time, like know the, how to yeah. like, unless you're scripting every single move out to the T, which you're not like, just like, yeah, knowing uh, how to react to people's moves and to know what to do when it seems like a lot of people make it look easy, but it just seems so difficult to me. It's it's what it's like it's a real skill, you know, to, to be good at it and, and to work with someone and have good matches together. Yeah, it's it's uh yeah. You guys are both you guys are obviously both students of wrestling. You love it. You're giant fans. You watch it a lot. There are children in the hallway. 
There are children in the hallway right now. Hey, y'all want to come to a wrestling show April 28th, Spencer, Indiana, Owned by Sports Complex. Doors open wow. 645, shows at 730. We've got seven stacked matches with a pre-show match. It's not family on, friendly, is it? I mean, it's family friendly, yeah. I it's know, that's why I ish. said it. I, that's why I said it. So you could be like, yes, it is family friendly. Yeah, ish. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Depends I mean, on the family. There's, there's all kinds of there's families. Alcohol. Listen, the Manson family. The sports complex is selling alcohol, so it, they, there is that portion of it. But the show is all ages. Yeah. Like, you know, there's not going to be a lot of What is cursing. this place? Is it outside? It, it's inside? indoors. It's Silver okay, Valley good. Sports Complex in Spencer, Indiana. It's actually where I f- saw my first independent professional wrestling match with my oh, dad when I was cool. four years old. Very cool. Well, you wrestled your dad when you were four years old? <laughs> I watched wrestling. Oh, you watched? I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. No, you're good. Hey, can we talk about... What, Hold sorry. on. Let me, um, let me oh, ask let's, that let's, question. Let's, 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 Just because it's an yeah, easy answer. Sorry, go ahead. You guys know what you're doing. You know what you're talking about. You know what you like. Not at all. Uh, as fans, I guess. Okay, yeah, yeah, Do you feel like, as fans... When you guys are watching a match, you have a pretty good read on whether the wrestlers have chemistry or not. Like you can tell, oh, these guys are doing it great, or ah, it's clunky, it's not working. Uh, do you feel like you can read that pretty well, or is it is it uh, more gray than that? I probably only can if it's like really obvious, really good or really bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think I would probably have like a little more insight because I kind of yeah, look. For, sure. I look for like more tells than anything. Um, and it it is you can it is definitely there are times where it's definitely obvious you know and again like I said rhythm is a big thing in wrestling if you can understand somebody's timing and pace like if I know you're going to hit the ropes and my job is to run at you and meet you in the middle with a clothesline like I have to understand how many steps you take and how fast you take them for me to understand how fast I have to walk to you and clothesline you that's a lot and that's literally a five second blip of a (laughs) ten minute match right so it's like um, I think it's not as much as being able to blend or gel together, but being able to understand somebody else's pacing in a rapid fashion, especially if you don't get the, get in the ring before the show and like test something out. Um, but I think I think times it's blaringly obvious that two wrestlers just have no chemistry. One is at a two and one's at a 15, you know, <laughs> yeah. there's, I've definitely seen matches where I'm like, if this guy would slow down for like, you know, this other guy, like it'd be okay. But like, this guy's trying to catch up to you and he has short little legs, you know? <laughs> so I, I think, I think sometimes, yeah, you know what I mean? But more often than not, like, uh, more often than not, I'm very lucky to be at a lot of shows where like a lot of the people are kind of in rhythm so there's only a few times where I'll, I'll go to like a local show and I'm like oh <laughs> and honestly it's none of the ones I wrestle it's some of the ones I just go and hang out at and you know there's some there's some local shows that are kind of you know a little iffy that I may or may not like going to with a little couple Bud Lights you know just enjoying it I yeah it's good to see real bad wrestling sometimes you can appreciate uh, good wrestling and I mean it's not like I, and I don't like saying bad wrestling because like well, yeah. I mean there's definitely some bad wrestling if you want to watch them look up Cole Radrick on YouTube there's <laughs> such a library Cole Ra- uh, look up Cole Radrick uh, 2003 God I was six. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, we're so old. My son told me this week that his teacher was born in the year two thousand, and I. Uh, oh my god, is that possible? I got a little sad. <laughs> oh yeah, that's possible. Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> I went. I went to uh, my old high school, uh, my old middle school rather, because that's where the rest. Like I, I'm an. I used to be an amateur wrestler before I turned into what I am now, which is semi-pro, I guess. Uh, but I went to my old wrestling room. 
and like all these kids looked at me and I was like my knees my hips everything hurts I was like the guy's like oh, dude it's so awesome and he's like all these kids were talking about you and I was like he's like you should come and like help out and I was like I'm I'm doing a different completely wrestling nowadays like yeah. I do not want to get beat up by some 7th or 8th grader <laughs> and like all my reputation gets ruined like yeah. this is not a good start so put, put a light yeah. tube yeah <laughs> Uh, can I ask you a personal question? Uh-oh. Sure. Well, you, you mentioned you're a semi-pro wrestler. Um, are I feel like people see wrestlers and it's not clear. Like, so are you? Do you do this uh, full time? Yes. Or are you? You don't have a, a a day job at this point. No. Okay. Cool. Because uh, that is that something that like happened. How how long were you? Uh, into your career when you were able to do it full time is my question. Is that okay. semi recently or so? Maybe semi light. I literally work like one day a week. Okay. So I do have like a day job, but it's like I could definitely work more, and I just choose not to. I need <laughs> personal time, but also well, you're just on the road so much. It's like it seems yeah. And so that and it's like if we're being like completely honest here, like I have like ve- like two friends that live within an hour of me. All my friends are wrestling based. Besides my girlfriend that I'm lucky enough to live with because she hasn't kicked me out for whatever reason. (laughs) Like, I just have, like, no friends. So, like, you know. So, if you're listening out there. At Cole Radjic on Twitter, Instagram, let's be friends. We'll be be your friends, Cole. Sweet. We're local guys. Yeah. But, um, like, I just didn't. I don't have, like, a lot of friends. So, like, I literally just have a job. So, I don't just sit in my house and play iRacing all day on my simulator. (laughs) Um forgive me well we're going back to the question uh if, if you still had a, a day job basically yeah. and when you uh, and, and yeah and what, yeah um i would say after japan uh or after the uh, england japan mexico last year i basically looked at my job i was like hey i'm not going to be here that much i work i ra- work i wrestle three times a week mm-hmm. and i'm getting i'm leaving thursdays so i'm coming home mondays and they're you're trying to schedule me tuesday wednesday thursday i have no time to breathe or relax or just be a normal person with normal thoughts so uh eventually i was just like i really like the people i work with if i could just like work one day a week and i'm good for morale there like the whole like the whole my whole gimmick there is like i'm everybody's favorite so like i always joke with my boss like you can never fire me (laughs) like there will be an uprising here, and like what, it was what like kind of, what kind of place? You don't have to say the actual place. But uh, what what? what uh, I work what, at a hotel. Field of, okay. uh, a hotel. Gotcha, gotcha. So, and it's like you know, I I call I uh, I'm uh, the manager of morale is what I call <laughs> yeah. myself. It's good because I'm cool with all the housekeepers, yeah. the front desk, the laundry, the cook, the office people. Like that's great. That's a valuable. Position. You said at yeah. the beginning of this interview that you like people, and I think that's very clear. And just in the time we've been here with you, I, I like people, <laughs> but also I'm a menace to people. Like I, I pull pranks. I'm joking. Like nobody's safe around me. <laughs> and like we'll pull up Twitter right now. I've had known menace in my bio for years, and everybody will tell you that is a fact. Like if you look up the life of. I had two water guns and I was blasting everybody in the locker room. <laughs> the the Life became, of is a documentary series, show yes. on independent wrestling television. Uh, Independentwrestling.tv, also known as IWTV, The Life of Cole Radrick. There you go. So That's uh, on the internet. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's one of those streaming apps. Yeah, oh, one of the map applications. Yeah. 
I was about to say before you interrupted me. I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, so the show that's happening tomorrow. Yes. Uh, can you talk about your your role in that? Have you put on shows before, and what's your role in putting this one on? Uh, so yeah, I put on shows on Spencer probably either 20 I would say the earliest was like 2018 I don't think 2017 I think 2018 um the company that trained me uh was like hey we're we know we're hitting Terre Haute we're hitting Vincennes we're hitting all these areas and I was like well when are we gonna bring a show back to Spencer like my my third match ever was in my hometown and like we had a really good crowd so I was like when are we coming back to Spencer all these <clears throat> and I mean this respectfully not so good promotions are running Spencer and they're doing a horrible job of it like if if I want so, if I if something's going to happen in my hometown with like the career path that I chose like I want it to be good because yeah. it also is going to be a reflection on me like sure respectfully speak, speaking and this is probably where I'm going to sound like an asshole for this portion of the interview so I will take that on the chin say if some schmuck comes to Spencer and they do some schmuck show and it is dark Obviously, I'm not going to be on the show. Um, but now anybody that sees that show is like, oh, that's what Joey goes off and does every weekend. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now yeah. I'm like, I took a lot of pride in like, I want to bring like how I view wrestling to Spencer because I think not, how, not not that the way I view wrestling is perfect, but I think it's more appeasing to like a general audience because, again, we're going to have guys that do comedy. We're going to have guys that do high-flying, guys that do hardcore. We're going to have girls that are wrestling on national television like we have yeah. all that in one show Billy Starks on AEW shout out my little sister AEW's Billy Starks featuring on uh, April 28th Spencer and Daniel Valley Sports Complex um, <laughs> how old is she she's very young 18 18 on national television wow. with a contract TNT Turner Network Television wow I've known TBS. her since I've known that little girl since she was like 13 I feel like such an yeah. old <laughs> that is my little sister, but I, like, and that her dad was the one that was calling me, uh-huh. and I was like, now she's like, hey, Uncle Cole, um, this might be like the last Spencer show I could do for you, and I was like, right. yeah, 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 let me you just go make off all the money you want, yeah. and it's all fine. Like, I'll just be here running my show. Right. Um, but that's kind of how it started. I was just like, if I do a show in Spencer. I want it done right. I want it to be a representation of what I love about wrestling. And so I started doing them every now and then. Um, And then we had a big SpongeBob-themed show, the uh, Smitty Werber Jagerman Jensen (laughs) Memorial Tournament. Wait, what's that? Is that a SpongeBob thing? Yeah, you remember the guy with the hat with the number one? No. <laughs> oh I'm yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, so I'm I'm 41. I didn't. I missed out on. The, I've SpongeBob. seen. I mean, I know what SpongeBob yeah. is, but I, I I missed out on so, many episodes of SpongeBob. We had a SpongeBob themed tournament, <laughs> and uh-huh. for God knows whatever reason, it had like a huge turnout. So ever cool. since then, I've been chasing that dragon okay. of getting that turnout. Yeah. And uh, this. This show came out because uh, Fry Towing and Recovery, uh, a guy named Joe Fry, who runs a business in Spencer, known me since I was five years old. He was like, when are you bringing wrestling back to Spencer, man? And I was like, brother, if you could see my own schedule. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, exactly, brother. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you, you – so, yeah. Where do you get a ring? How do you rent a ring? Yeah, again, connections, knowing people. I know a guy that rents rings for a lot of promotions in northern Indiana. Okay. Always so good they're, to rent. They're, they're Indiana r- ring rental places. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's out of Illinois, oh, okay. technically. Gotcha. But, like, 
you meet connections, you sure. meet people, and then by ma- establishing good connections with people, you're able to, hey, man, I know you ran out of ring. I know it's usually this much. The show's literally ran by just me. So, like, how much is it? And it's not like I get a crazy discount or nothing, but he's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's this much. Cool. And it's like, I know people that, for the people that are doing the camera stuff, I've known them since almost day one of wrestling. Hey, guys, I know you guys do a really good job. You've been doing this for eight years, which is about the time I've been wrestling. Please come to my show. Like, I, I'm using everybody that I know that are good, and that kind of makes everything a little bit easier on, like, the promotional side for things because I know at least, hey, I have all these matches that are on paper supposed to be really good, so I won't have to worry as much about those until, yeah. like, I watch it back on my Twitch, and I'm like... <laughs> Billy Structure, you are never coming back here to Spencer, <laughs> Indiana, I swear. You know, like, this is kind of like that. It's um, just trying to find a good balance of things. What's your favorite city in Indiana to do a show? Spencer, Indiana, okay. on April 28th, Owen Valley Sports <laughs> Complex. Spencer and towing and things. You did, uh, you did some demolition derby stuff, right? Yes, sir. Uh, when did you, how'd you get involved with that? And when, like, what? Have you done that recently? When when were you doing that? Uh, so my dad. So I grew up in a racing family. Um, my grandpa raced dirt cars. My brother races drag cars, dirt cars. My dad, my uncle, my other grandpa all raced dragsters. So like anything like that's always been in my blood. I love racing. I have a crazy, ridiculously priced racing simulator in my house <laughs> for that specific oh, wow. reason. But. Uh, out of all those, my dad did demolition derbies. Okay. So my dad owns a mechanic shop in Spencer, and always right beside the building would be this old beat-up derby car from whatever county fair he just came from. Mm-hmm. And that, if I was just stuck at the shop, because I am not smart about cars whatsoever, uh, I would just sit in the car and act like I was derbying, <laughs> just like I yeah. would – go on my trampoline when I was five and I would wrestle my Bob the Builder like stuffed doll like I was hitting that guy with power bombs and suplexes and then I would sit in this derby car and imagine I was hitting everybody Right. and then so like the time I was 13 I just started egging my dad I want a derby I want a derby and then when I was 15 like the week of he goes oh yeah by the way they just like passed like uh, a new rule that you know you could be 15 with parents consent and I literally looked at him I was like (laughs) so which one's my derby car what am I driving and he's like you think you're derbying now? And I was like, yes, I am. Like, I will knock the windows out of your truck, <laughs> and I will run it. And, you know, on it, it was really cool. He actually, like, that same day, we went to uh, my buddy Cody Snodgrass, and he had a car that, that was kind of halfway built for me already. So that was pretty cool. And, uh, you know, I think five days later, I won the Demolition Derby in my hometown and talked to my sh- And I did, like, a pro wrestling celebration on the roof and <laughs> – pretty sweet man yeah, yeah that's awesome we record the derby here in at the county fair every year oh. uh, at this tv station it's great man i if all if it's every year i'm going to co- get some footage from you because i ran a car in like three years ago oh great and i it, monroe county monroe yeah, yeah. monroe oh, well. county we and probably I, have the footage then yeah, yeah. send the i'll it there were a couple that got missed, I think, because of like COVID stuff. But yeah, I mean, we should say we're we're taping today I will, in uh, yeah. community access television services. Yeah, that's right, right in the bowels of the library. But <laughs> hey, Jared, we're actually just about out of time. Just so you know. Okay. Sorry, I talk a lot. No, that's no, great. This has been Thanks. I, yeah. This is longer than I I told you we'd be. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize for I'm, nothing. We're, I, we're both sorry, Mike. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Um, let's make sure we got everything on my, my list here.
Which page are we on now? Uh, let's see. Page five, section two. Um, uh, what's your favorite restaurant in Bloomington? Buffaloes. Dude, I, I will die for Buffaloes. I might, I, might, I might have to agree with you. Honestly, it's so good. I took Shigehiro there, and Shigehiro, oh. like, devout. 89 cent wing day on Monday? 89. 89 we went on Monday. I was there Monday too. Jared yes. invited me to go on Monday. We, we went at like 1 p.m. And <laughs> Dude, sh- I must sh- have just missed you. I went at 2 p.m. Shigehiro literally so funny. walks in and he goes, Oh, a lot of sports. And he goes, <laughs> Shigehiro has learned that I love sports, I love racing. And so he's like, A lot of sports. I go, Very good food. And he orders like, I think 10 wings. And mm-hmm. I just remember looking down, and I looked back up, and they were gone. Yeah. And he was like, <laughs> he's got a ring of barbecue sauce. Around. He was what, like, what, it's what, so good. What kind of sauce are you guys getting? I don't get sauce with anything. Wait, what? Just plain wings? I don't do sauce in anything in my life. Really? Well, this is the this is the the big <laughs> this uh, is the, the reveal. I'm a chicken yeah, tendies guy. I'm a chicken tendies guy. But what? Wait, but but with buffalo style chicken wings, no, no sauce. Right, no, they have bomb. Chicken tenders at Buffalo <laughs> Buffalo each brother. Oh, you don't get you get the chicken tenders. If I go to B Dubs, I'll get like oh. wings, no sauce, boneless. So they're more like little. Chicken Those are nuggies. just nuggets. They're delicious. But have you but had the, the original... ones with the bones in them and the mild buffalo? <laughs> no, sauce with a little the sweet <laughs> yeah. barbecue on the side. Jared, and no. you get really spicy, and you get or you get a medium on the side, and then there's a chocolate mousse connected to the buffalo Louis, so you can have some ice cream to cool yourself down. Jared, afterwards. I want you to look me in the eyes across from this table. I have not had sauce. <laughs> In 22 to 25 years of my life, I, you can you can say whatever you want right now, and I want you to know it will have no bearing. There's no chance of it changing. There's nothing you can do. The closest I will get. Is there a reason? I hate texture. So no. Now listen. Don't take this gut from him. He nah. he won't touch mayonnaise. I don't he like any white it. sauce. So my thing is is you if guys I have something in common. And I don't know sauce weirdos. I don't know if it's like a like. And honestly, I don't. I really don't know if it's a phobia. But if I get sauce in my hands. It will be the only thing I smell for three You get yours and someone days. else's blood all over your, your ding dong body. I take a shower. <laughs> yeah, I take a shower after, after every time I go to Buffalo Louis. It all makes right. it sound like a CD joint. <laughs> it's a, a prideful establishment. <laughs> shower Do not in the back, sh- they let me use. They hose me down. <laughs> then I go to Chocolate Moose next door. <laughs> I'm going to get Buffalo Louis for lunch now because it's not this. a bad idea. Um, yeah, let's go get some Buffalo Louis. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Cole Radrick, how do we find you on the internet? Uh, usually you can look up on Google, wrestler of knife, neck to, held to neck. <laughs> It'll pull me that, right is up. Is that the biggest hit on there still? Yeah, actually, oh, sadly. No. You would think I've done some better stuff, but I have not. Um, um, but on Instagram and Twitter, it is, you're there. Yep. It is at C-O-L-E-R-A-D-R-I-C-K. Twitter, Instagram, or if you uh, try to look me up on Facebook, do not find me by my real name. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> Cole Radrick, Ratty Daddy. What are your what are? What, give us every nickname you've had over the years. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> All right, sorry, we got about five more minutes here. Um, so start off with we did uh, the last true fighter. Then it became fight or die. Then it became the cure. Then it became the captain. Then it became. Uh, I, love, I love the cure. The kinetic. Then it became human bottle rocket. Then it became. I think Ratty Daddy, and then I'm the king of Rex Mountain. So usually it's from Bloomington, Indiana, the king of Rex Mountain, the <laughs> Ratty Daddy. <laughs> Cole Radrick. Thanks, Cole Radrick. 320th best wrestler in the entire ding dang world, right here in Bloomington, Indiana. I think me and Mike are going to go to Spencer tomorrow night. I think so. Hope and so. watch a show. We'll give a full report on the next episode of Unspoken Requests. This has been great. Thanks for coming Thanks in. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, gentlemen, for having me. All right. Let's get a drink sometime. Be friends. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
After Midnight on Unspoken Request with Jared and Mike. It's After Midnight and time for Hour 2 of Unspoken Requests. You just heard our interview with Cole Radrick from a few days ago. We're back. Now, at this pre-recorded time. Yeah, no... In the past. That was like a in, that was like a show within a show. Yeah, that was like an inception. A wheel within a wheel. That's right. Uh, I do remember a big bombshell that he dropped at the end of that interview. Well, there. yeah. He's a he's a you guys are both sauce weirdos, but he's even weirder than you. Um, you know what though? The the weirdest thing to me is Buffalo is his favorite restaurant. But he doesn't like the wings there. But that place has got vibe. Well, <laughs> uh, I've never had the tendies though, so maybe maybe oh. they do have great tendies. Yeah, tenders, I haven't, I haven't had them tenders. either. I always either get a burger or wings, or a salad, and uh, tater tots. You know what we didn't get to talk to him about is the pricing structure for their <laughs> wings. No, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to hear about it. Um. So. A lot has the changed wrestling, since then. The wrestling event that he was talking about that was at that point upcoming has since happened. And uh, me and Mike attended it. We did. It was a great time. Attendees. We were attendees. Attendees. Speaking of attendees. Sauce-free attendees. Did you have a beer while we were there? No. Neither did I. Sauce-free. <laughs> yeah. Because um, we knew that's what Cole Radrick likes. Sauce-free attendees. No sauce. Um, we, you know, there's a wrestler named uh, uh, Hot Sauce. Hot Sauce, I think Tracy Williams, I think is his name. Oh, really? They should fight each other. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty good. He could throw sauce on him and he would just freak he out. He would not like it. Oh, he'd hate it. No, it was a great show in uh, Spencer. I haven't spent much time in Spencer. Um, friend of the show, uh, babyface expert Kaler, uh, who was with us. Suggested, let's try Poppy Chulos. Yeah, um, we had a pretty good crew and a pretty good night. Yeah, friend, former guest, friend of the show, uh, Miles, Miles G joined us from uh, "It's a Beautiful Day in the Gulch." Yeah, and Zach Canale, Zach C, who we will have on this show one of these days. Yeah, uh, and we had another guest who's also here in the studio, in the studio with us right now. Who could it be? Who else would want to go to a wrestling event with us? Do you want to introduce yourself, special studio guest? Uh, yeah. My name is Asa Adams, and I had a really good time. Okay, this is my own son, Asa Adams. Welcome to the show, Asa. This was Miles and Asa's first uh, wrestling event. We forgot to hook up the... uh, Laugh track and the applause meter. Oh, yeah. Maybe next, next time. time. Yeah. yeah. Asa, okay. So you, uh, well, let's set this up. So the, how many people is that? Five or six of us? Uh, six total. Six of us. We piled into uh, your vehicle and we left from my house. We drove out to Spencer and we went to a pole barn. Was it a pole barn? Uh, no. It was nicer no. than a pole barn. It was a sports complex. It was a sports complex. What do you call that kind of building, though? I, well, I'm not saying that disparagingly. That's what I would call that kind of building. But what is that kind of building? It's like a warehouse. I'd call it a complex. It's like a warehouse. Like a, you know, like a, you know, like a, you know, in Waco, they had a complex, right? <laughs> yeah. 
something like that. Yeah, they did. It was a it was a, a very good turnout. They had to bring out more bleachers from they did from out outside. Yeah, it was ten bucks a head to get in, and it was uh, quite a production. Yeah, there were a ton of people there. We parked in the gravel parking lot and then walked into the building. I'd say the very first thing I noticed was the smell. Oh, I didn't notice the smell. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. It smelled like a gym locker. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. It's funny. I had a friend uh, who commented on... I posted a video from the show. And I guess she had done... I don't know what. I haven't talked to her since the, since she responded to this. But she asked me, how to smell in there? The thing I remember is the smell. and I Because I oh. was like, oh, it smelled bad. <laughs> but just like a gym, you know? Yeah. Like a big sweaty gym. Did you notice that? No. Oh, yeah. I'm the only one. Me neither, yeah. Maybe I'm one of these super tasters. Or a super smeller. Yeah. Well, I think you don't you have to be a super smeller to be a super taster? I don't know. I I don't think so. Oh. Anyway. I think you have a great sense of smell because <laughs> you don't uh, you don't have a very uh, strong sense of something else. That's true. Uh, purpose. A sense of place. Um <laughs> I don't have a good sense of place. That's true. Uh, Bruce lo- Springsteen does. I lost my sense of smell during uh, when I had COVID 19s disease. How, how long did you? Lo- for how long? How long was it gone? For like eight days. Mm. It was awful. That was the worst part. I mean, the pain, the physical pain was bad, but losing my sense of smell was the freakiest part. I hated it. Yeah. So yeah, the, uh, Jared, you've gone to lots of pro wrestling events. Uh, yeah, I've been to several in my my life. Yes, I've been to three with you. I think maybe one. Without I mean, I, you. I have not been to a ton, really. Uh, but but yeah, you've spent countless hours watching it on television and the internet. More hours listening to podcasts about <laughs> the actual wrestling. Than the wrestling it? itself. So yeah. okay, oh, yeah, for wait. Sure. So like, I'd, I'd probably at this point, yeah. So you spent the first two thirds of your life <laughs> watching it, but you think now, by now, you've listened to more podcasts about it. Probably. Than, wow. Okay. Probably. That's impressive. Uh, I don't know if that's true, but yeah, yeah. And uh, Asa, how much pro wrestling have you watched or seen live before the show? None. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> okay. So. <coughs> You were sitting on the front row of the bleachers. Probably the worst spot in the whole place. I uh, felt like we had a target on it. Asa and I. Uh, I felt like it, we had a target If you on didn't us. want to have uh, chairs thrown in your <laughs> general area. So, so during the, the second match of the evening, early on in the match, it was a pretty brutal match. They came out, they did the intros, it was real exciting and the whole thing. These big fellers start throwing each other around. One guy was real big. They start throwing each other out of the ring. And they're like running around outside the wrestling ring. And the ref is not even doing anything about it. He's not even telling them to get back in. <laughs> He's just letting it happen. Yeah. He's the official. They start... Let it happen. Let it happen. The album by... MXPX. There you go. <laughs> uh, let it be... The Replacements. That's right. And Claro uh, Kane's comedy album. Oh, that's good. Um, also called so they they were throwing each other out of the ring and falling on each other and making a big thing a big to do out of it and it was getting rowdy and then all of a sudden two security guards come rushing over to the seats in front of us they're folding chairs in front of us and they start I mean screaming really screaming move 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 get up get up get up and we're like what 
What are you talking about? The show just started. What's going on here? It's like, how do you know that people are going to yeah. come in this direction? So all the people in the folding chairs get up like en masse and move out of the way. And I'm just like, what's going on? I don't know what, I don't know what's happening. I, this, I'm a novice at this show. And uh, <laughs> then the big guys come around the corner of the ring and the little guy picks up the very big guy and hurls him into the folding chairs in front of us, which explode like bowling pins <laughs> and come directly at us. Yeah. Uh, I put up an arm to shield Asa and I from the folding chairs. Uh, Asa, at that point, what were you thinking? I was very scared and started crying because I was uh, very afraid that I was going to get a chair yeeted at my face. <laughs> yeah, me too. Very much. Uh, it was legitimately scary. Uh, the sound of those chairs just crashing they everywhere. Are, they were and they're loud. coming at us. Yeah. And then this man is like, like directly in front of me on the floor. He's just crashed into all these chairs. And then the other guy comes up and picks him up and throws him onto the bleachers. Which, at that point, we get up and we all move off the bleachers. Yeah. Did you get off the bleachers? Did all of us? Did everybody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We just cleared... It's just like, in, in like a... I felt like a... Like a... Uh, a cattle. A cow? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the way we all had to move out of the way in a hurry and no... Like, it was a stampede. Yeah. And it was terrifying, actually. And my son, my poor son, well, is just freaked out. And I'm trying to, part, yeah. I'm trying to protect him. And at the same time, I have no idea what's going on. So we moved out of the way. And uh, they finish up whatever they were doing on the bleachers and go back in the ring. So then we kind of make our way back to our seats. <clears throat> and it carries on. Uh, we did come back to the seats, though, right? Yeah, and how did you feel then? Uh, I, I don't really remember, but... I think I felt better, maybe. But still pretty freaky. Because you don't know now. Now it's like, oh, this whole thing's unpredictable. Well, then uh, GCW star Jordan Oliver was on the Then card. the next match comes he up. He comes up, and he's he doesn't not doing anything violent, but let he... Me, let me ask sorry, you this. Yeah. When those guys, when the third match started, yeah. they said it's a hardcore championship. Oh, yeah. Now, what is the... What is... What defines hardcore? Oh, I don't... I'm, I'm sure it's different because uh, i different thought it was going to be way general, more violent i think than it, it was i think it uh i would i don't know i would guess it you means i would guess it means that um you know there are no count outs and you're allowed to use any kind of weapons or or uh oh. tables or chairs or whatever you find you know but i but the match that you were talking about before i that seemed uh, way more violent more definitely yeah yeah so when they said it was going to be a hardcore match, and this one we just saw was very violent, I was like, oh my gosh. I think that they what said that because it was for into? the hardcore title belt. Uh, from uh, Yeah, I think that's why it was announced as, as well, such. Well, yeah, totally, which makes sense, but I, I just that made me expect it You're to like, be Oh, it's going to be yeah. bad. Uh, but it wasn't as bad. It was slower. It was less violent. But they did get out of the ring again, and this time... That guy, the GCW guy, came running over and jumped onto the bleachers, same place. Basically touching your body, like he, standing right next to you. No, he. I was wearing a jacket, and uh -huh. he stepped on the <laughs> tail of my jacket, like he was standing on it. Yeah. So I couldn't move because he had his foot, and he was like holding his fist in the air, and everyone's cheering, and I'm right beneath him, and there's another big man coming to kill him, and I'm just <laughs> stuck there, and my boy is there getting scared again. 
So eventually we moved out of the way again. This yeah. is the very next match. We moved out of the way again. Yeah. I will say the the you know, the security guards did a great job of moving people out of uh, harm's way. They did, and no one got hurt. Everything oh, yeah. was fine. I just didn't know that's what we were in for, and I would have, I would have sat somewhere else. I also would have warned my son that yeah. that was going to happen. Oh yeah, same here. Uh, so Asa, I do have uh, one question though. I thought you were going to do a public apology on the air. <laughs> I will. I'm very sorry about that, son. I'm sorry as well for <laughs> the the lifelong emotional scar, uh, uh, trauma that has scarred your innocent soul. Uh, and I, I, I feel somewhat responsible, and I hope that you forgive me. Yeah, and as your dad, of course, the responsibility ultimately lands with me because I am your dad. And but, you should not have been friends with a guy like me. But I ultimately do blame Jared. Come on! Uh... So, after that, then the show carries on and we hang out for another hour and a half. Two hours. After that. So, Asa, you stuck it out. You seemed to be having a good time after that. Even after all that terrifying, freaky stuff. Uh, did you... Would you say you enjoyed the show even though it was terrifying? <laughs> yes. Why is that? Because, um, I had a good time hanging out and watching all the boring wrestling that I didn't actually pay attention to. <laughs> Wait a minute, boring? So the, do you feel like there were two extremes? It was either the scariest thing that ever happened to you or you could fall asleep because it was so boring? Yes. <laughs> really? <laughs> How, what, what did you... Th <laughs> what about when they uh, swammed people through the doors? What did you, you, you think about that? I thought that looked uh, very, very, uh, very uh, horrifying and looked like it caused them a lot of pain. <laughs> yeah, I believe that's probably true. Well, it's funny, in the middle of that, you know, like three or four doors were broken in half. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they uh, local mayoral candidate, uh, Carrie Thompson, came out. Came out. She was like, I worked for Habitat for Humanity and we could have used these four <laughs> houses and you're just using them for violence vote for me on she so that was, the I was not, it's not even the right county let alone the right city uh, they did pull a number of just like laminate doors out from under the ring throughout the they night just kept coming and smashing people through them which was pretty fun yeah Asa did you see anything that you liked what did what did you like during the, the matches um I liked that, uh... Do you like the, the high-flying, the jumping off the top rope and that sort of thing? The flips or and the, the acrobatics? Or the, or the body swimming or the, the punching, what, what? Or the attitudes. Yeah. Um... I think I like just, like, being there. Just going to a thing? Going to an event with your buddies? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That's kind of my speed. Uh, there were some impressive acrobatics going on, though. Who was the lady who did a double front flip off the top rope? That was amazing. Oh. Um, and stuck it. She landed it perfectly. Otherwise, she could have really hurt herself. I don't know. Was that AEW star Billy Starks? I don't think or so. Was that I think it was the other lady, the, but I can't another, remember. Okay. Yeah, I forget, I forget. Sorry. But yeah, it was a good show, I thought. It was fun. Um... Long, lot. It was just packed with wrestling. That's for sure. I will say though, without a doubt, no question, my favorite match of the night was Cole Radrick. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was telling That's Zach great. while we were watching his match, I said, this is the one for me because they had a they, they had a storyline for it, which I really appreciated it, so I was emotionally invested. Uh, and there was a clear good and bad guy. And so I knew who to cheer for because that's at a wrestling meet. That is my favorite thing to do. Wrestling meet. Yeah. That's my favorite thing to do is uh, oh, sure. boo the bad guy and yeah. cheer the good guy. Yeah, exactly. That was one thing I kept asking Asa throughout the night. I said, uh, who do you want to win this match? And he would often say, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Because it wasn't clear who you wanted to win. Now, you can always, it's always your choice to root for the bad guy. Uh, you know, like a Republican. But um, I I like to know who the good and bad guy is so that I know who to who root for. Uh, I like the good guys to win, mostly. Speaking of the good guys winning, uh, the election was yesterday. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, the results are in. If you're, uh, you know, listener, uh, since you're a couple days in the future... So hopefully the the right people won and our city is back on track. Well, it's just the primary, Jared. Don't forget. There's oh, still this a, just a primary. There's still a general election in November. Yeah. Well, that would explain. It's important to understand how politics work. That explains a lot. Yeah, it does. <laughs> did you enjoy the show? I did. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Um, it was. I thought it was. Uh, it was paced well with like different kinds of matches. Yeah. I I I'm sure there's some people there who wanted more wrestling. I I typically on a wrestling show am uh someone who would s- say that it could be a little shorter <laughs> overall. Sure. Yeah. Um cuz sometimes by the time the main event comes here you've seen a lot out. of wrestling already. You're tuckered out. And, uh, but that's just me. Yeah. Asa, do you think, uh, now that you've seen that, do you have a renewed or a new interest in pro wrestling? Mm, not much. No. You're not intrigued by it? Mm, not really. Oh, interesting. Okay. Seems like a lot of kids your age would see that and really freak out and love it and want to backyard wrestle. You're not going to backyard wrestle? No, because most of the wrestling there was way too long and boring. But what, what if you, you were doing it? Yeah, what if it was you? <laughs> it would still be boring. Okay. What do you like to do for fun? Uh, Go outside or play video games or watch TV or draw. I guess. You think they're all good hobbies? Yeah, they're all good hobbies, but do you think they're less boring than like doing a high-flying backflip onto a, a chair full of thumbtacks and uh, fluorescent light tubes? What? <laughs> there were no fluorescent light tubes last night, but sometimes they break fluorescent light tubes all, all over each other's bodies. Yeah, they do. It's freaky. Luckily, it didn't happen. You could have gotten a, oh, a, a shard flying into your eyeball. I, that's all I was thinking, because I did not know exactly what we were getting into, and <laughs> I hadn't thought it through. I just thought I invited Asa to come just because I thought it'd be fun. Uh, but man, once that got a little scary, I was like, oh no, this could turn. Is there going to be... Blood spotting yeah. tonight. Did could, I need to bring my Gallagher yeah. tarp so I don't get blood on my son? <laughs> That's right. Are we in the splash zone? No, no, no. And I just didn't think. Oh, my son might be uh, witnessing some pretty severe violence tonight, and I, no. that would be my fault. It was overall family friendly, totally. and there were other, there were young kids there. There were some uh, really young kids yeah. there, just eating it up, loving oh, yeah. it. I was impressed by those little kids who were 
really into it. Or yelling at the bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, saw some Bloomington people out there. People who we knew from Bloomington out there all the way in Spencer. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, real good. Real good uh, turnout. Good show. Um, well, big thanks to Cole we, Radrick. We had a great time. Yeah, it was great, and, uh, great talking to him. Yeah, neat guy. It's uh, neat to see all the, the things he's doing all across the world and based right here in Bloomington, Indiana. That's right. So we first ate at Papi Chulos, which we, uh, going back to what I was saying earlier, I got sidetracked, uh, Kaylor suggested, yeah, uh, based off of an infamous uh, Instagram post <laughs> that uh, Papi Chulos posted a couple years ago. Uh, we're not going to talk about it on the air. Even though it's after midnight, we're still not going to talk about it. Uh, this is a family But if you go show. back to the Instagram feed of Poppy Chulos and look at like one of their first uh, images, you'll know what we mean. Anyway, we we went and I really enjoyed my tacos. I got some tacos. They were great. Hey, so what'd you have? I got a burger. <laughs> a burger. I had a Cuban sandwich. I think I said this while we were eating, but I felt a little bit like even though what I ordered was actually very good and I would eat it again, no problem. It was good. And I liked that place. I think I ordered the worst thing at the table. What everyone else had looked better than what I got. I think what you had looked good, but I think you're right. Yeah. I think you made a bad choice. But I think that's, well, no, I wouldn't say I made a bad choice because it was good. Uh, But it was like, wow, this is good. But everyone else (laughs) got something better. And that is it. That's impressive. Yeah. So I'd like to go back again and try something else. Yeah. Let's go back again. Felt good in there. Neat place. Yeah. Yeah. Poppy Chulos. They had boxing and wrestling on the TV in there. They did. I don't like TVs in restaurants. How do you guys feel about them? Uh, I think it's easy to get distracted by them if, if, uh, if you're, yeah, if, if you're not wanting to be distracted by them, it, I'd say I'm against it. But, uh, what You're you okay with th- it though, generally. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Asa, what do you think? I think they're uh, okay because, uh, like, they like help pass the time if like you're waiting for your food or drinks or something. Yeah, if you're a kid, and you're it, with your boring old family. Yeah, all the people you're with are boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you, it's like people, it's like I live with these people. I don't want to talk to them in a restaurant. <laughs> I'm against them. I uh, I guess if there's a pay per view or something you want to watch and you drag everybody in and that's fine. Or some sporting event, you know, maybe. But uh, generally speaking, I'm—I don't like how every restaurant has ten TVs in it anymore. I would be—I would be more into it if it was, uh, you know, maybe some like uh, screensavers. Oh yeah, some flying toasters, maybe. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or like just like a nice like um, ocean, no, or the tides, yeah. uh, you know, washing over the sand. Or like some Tex Avery cartoons. Uh, okay, sure. I had to go, uh, I'm not gonna, well, I had to go somewhere this morning and deal with an official person who worked for the government. Whoa. I'm not trying to drag anybody. It was a nice, good interaction. Okay. But I noticed that the person I was dealing with, they were just in an office. Nice and new, but very plain office. There were two cubicles that I could see. The person I was dealing with had one, and then there was another person next to them. That's a problem with their nails? <laughs> no, a cubicle. <laughs> a cuticle's not a problem with your nail. It's just a part of it. I was just making a nail joke. <laughs> you nailed it, I'd Thank, say. Thanks. Uh, 
and the person I was dealing with, who was very friendly, very helpful, uh, quick and easy, efficient, had three tchotchkes, three decorations on the top of their cubicle. One said, life's a beach. Life is a beach. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What's this? Look at my keychain. Oh, Jared just tossed me his keys. <laughs> it's, uh, there's a keychain here that says, life's a beach. What year, do you, what year do you think that's from? So this is a chotch key. Uh, what year is this life's a beach from? Oh gosh. I'm going to guess 1979. Okay. I don't know. I'm just curious. You seem like a, an appraiser. <laughs> I should go on the antiques road show. Yeah. Uh, work for them. So that's cool. Oh gosh, your keys are lost. I'm sorry. Uh, so they had life's a beach on a big placard. Like, I'd guess it was two feet long. Salt life? Parrothead? No, just more like Parrot generic. Life? Like had like a had like a, a sunset on it, and it okay. said life's a beach. Then there was a, another one that said a smaller one that it was another. Now, one. is life's a beach supposed to be a pun? I have no idea. Like it's supposed to sound like. Like when people are complaining about their life. Yeah. I think it's. I think so. Uh, Me too. The smaller placard said, I'd rather be on the beach. <laughs> so, okay. And there was a third placard. I think, I think I know what's going on here. I forget exactly what it said, but it somehow was alluding to, uh, I wish I was on a beach right now. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> the third one said, I don't want to be here. <laughs> Life's a beach. I'd rather be on the beach than some third beach thing that were at the top of this. The other cubicle had no decorations at all. <clears throat> then while the person was helping me, I noticed that they had a coaster on their uh, desk that had a coffee cup on it. But I could see beneath the coffee cup. <laughs> uh, I don't know what all it said, but the only word I could see under the cup in big like uh, Cooper font just said ocean. <laughs> <laughs> oh man these, and I really want to I almost asked I didn't because I figured it's not it's none of my beeswax but I almost asked hey why don't you just live at the beach <laughs> yeah like I, and not in a way that's like uh, a, an accusation in a way that's like hey what's preventing you from living at you the can, beach I want to know I'm sure you have a reason money money family um there are lots of legitimate reasons that you can't, yeah. but I want to know theirs. I just wanted to know, like, you seem like you really want to be on the beach. I just, yeah. And they just want you to know, hey, look, I'm, I probably seem like I'm kind of in a bad mood. They were. It, no, they were perfectly I'd rather friendly. <laughs> That's the thing. They were perfectly friendly and yeah. cordial. And, like, it was a it was a pleasant interaction all around. Uh, they probably they just, even said that when I came in, I said, hey, I need to do this task. And they said... Oh, do you have document A? And I said, I sure do. It's right here. And they go, okay, but we're also going to need document B. And I said, I've got that too. It's right here. And they said, wow, uh, usually people don't come to us this prepared. So it was like a whole pleasant thing. Oh, nice. You know, the ocean is uh, friendly itself. Is that right? Well, it's, it's you know why, Asa? No. It's always waving. <laughs> All the waves. Come from the ocean. Asa didn't like that joke. Asa, do you have any jokes that you'd like to tell our th the thousands of listeners right now on the air? Um, it, 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 you can say no if you don't. That's mm, fine. No. All right. He says no. 
No. Hey, so do you do you regret that your dad dragged you to that terrifying wrestling <laughs> event? No. You don't. Well, that's good because you know I'll tell you there was a moment. Uh, I actually texted your mother while we were there, and I said, uh, "I think I've made a huge mistake." <laughs> And I was being sincere. Yeah. I said, I think I've made a huge mistake. Uh, this is traumatizing and traumatic, and Asa's very scared, and he's crying, and I've made a real parenting blunder here. But you don't think so? No. Why is that? Did you have a nightmare that night? Um, because uh, most of the matches weren't as intense and just, like, really boring. But even though those other ones were very scary... You, for, you 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 think it balances out and you're okay with that? Yeah. That's interesting to me. Do you think you learned anything from this? Is it think you think it made you a stronger person? Uh, 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 who's less afraid of things now? Um, now that you almost died from from <laughs> from chair impact. <laughs> uh I don't know. All right. I, uh, Asa, I'm sorry that I keep badgering you about this, but I just want to know how you feel. Kids are resilient, uh, you know? Kids are resilient. Maybe that's just the long and short of it. Uh, but I just want to know what you th- what you make of uh, having, like, the extremes of that. Something that was so terrifying, <laughs> followed by something you found to be so boring, and you think that balances out to, I had a good time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I think, it's, I think what's going to happen is... I just is- think a lot of kids uh, would go to that have that very scary thing and then be like I'm done I'm out of here I hate this this is not for me I hate my dad I'm never coming back here <laughs> again but you don't feel that way no what's preventing you from feeling that way um I think it's mostly just that there were only there were only really two times that that uh, happened where I was like scared because like like either like one of the rest of there is like really close up and and like, uh, like, just like up, like in my space, kind of, yeah. and like the chair thingy. But you yeah. just get over it quickly. Gosh, I yeah. wish I was like you. Now, what's going to happen? Probably, I'm still is, scared from those moments. I think what's going to happen, Mike, is next time could be tomorrow, could be next week, could be next month. Ace is going to see a metal folding chair, and, and he's just going to snap. He's not going to be able to see a metal folding chair ever again. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Well, Asa, I'm really glad. That's just, good. And I'm kidding. proud of you for being so resilient. That's great. Yeah. Because so, I was worried. Would you, want, would you want to go again sometime? Um, I guess. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Perfect. Well, well, Asa, what do you like to do for fun uh, that you would that you th- would say is less less boring? Yeah, what do you want to take me and Jared to now that we dragged you to a wrestling meet? Um... A Super Mario movie. Now, is Super Mario Brothers? Are they going to make a Super Mario Brothers two movie, and it's going to be like the Nintendo game Super Mario Brothers two, where it's like totally different? I don't know. Okay. Fascinating. So, Asa, tell us. Uh, it's time for. Let's get the bumper music going here. It's time for. Oops! Time for. Get the right music. Okay, here it is. It's time for Asa's movie review. What? 
Asa, what did you think of the new Super Mario Brothers movie? Give um, us your full report. I full thought review. it was uh, really good and fun and exciting, and uh, and it, uh, the yeah. All right, good, fun, and exciting. Um, how many thumbs would you give it, up or down? Um, I'd give it uh, like the um, I'm not sure. Okay, uh, if you had two thumbs, yeah, would they both be up? Yeah. All right, two <laughs> thumbs up. All right, um, Mike, I found some. Uh, okay, so I went back to Marion, Indiana, a few months, uh, about a month, a uh, month or two ago. Asa, Hang on a second, Asa, you'll, Jared, you'll be excited. Just a second. Yeah. Uh, let me just check in with Asa real quick. I notice you're yawning. It's as if you're at a pro wrestling show. Uh, <laughs> just so you know, you can bail anytime you want. You're okay. welcome to stay. You're welcome to stay. But just so you know, we tell all our guests that. Okay. Uh, so you can come and go as you please. Okay. You're gonna like this though, Asa. Okay, sorry, Jared. Go ahead. I was uh, back to uh, back in Marion, Indiana. Remember, I, I told you I found uh, some more Square Dance records. Yes, you did. Uh, the, we we played the Monster Mash Square Dance. Uh, Man, forty five. Yeah, your Square Dance surprises have been some of my favorite moments of the show in well, general. I I found I have some more, but this is probably going to be the last of it because the booth in this uh, antique mall where I got this was having what appeared to be a big. Uh, clear out blow out everything was 75% off wow either they're replacing everything there with new things which I doubt or it's getting cleared out for something else anyway yeah but I have some new ones to share great live here on the air why um, do you think they're going out of business do you think oh no no it's just the one booth in the whole thing no I know but why do you think that booth is going out of business do you think uh, oh I don't know think something went wrong or do you think the square dance records times is tough um, I mean that the square dance section of this uh, room in the antique mall was probably 0.5% of uh, everything they had there. But in my imagination, it's uh, it's just rows and rows and rows <laughs> square of dance, square dance 45s. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there are square dances all the time everywhere, and they've gone digital, unfortunately. Ah, that makes yeah. sense. Digital. All right, I'll show you what I got, Mike. Okay. Do you want to take your microphone over there? or? You'll have to pick up the whole thing and move it. Which it should do. I don't know. Everything's kind of tangled up right now. It's been a little while. Oh, this is getting bad. Oh, it's bad. Hold on. Everything's fine. Alright. Oh my gosh, look at your headphones just pulling on all these cords. This is so bad. Okay, what do you got for? Are you gonna tell us, or are you just gonna go for it? We're going in. All right. Uh, yeah, switch it to the switch it to record player mode. I'll tell you what we got here. All right. So this record. Side space grand square. It's definitely a forty-five. Here we go. Had the time of my life. I've had the time of my life. No, I've never felt this way before. And I swear wow. it's the truth. This is called by Bob and Newman. I owe it all to you. Four girls promenade. Go once around now. Swing your men. Then promenade and die. Found the truth. And I. 
square through. Four hands around wow. and go. Oh, yeah, this is good. Touch a quarter. We really ought to release, Jared, uh, a compilation of these for the listeners. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, we should digitize some of these and release a comp for our big fans. This music is by Southern Satisfaction, arranged by Bobby Kennedy. Bobby Kennedy? Bobby Kennedy? Not even Junior. I have something to tell you about Bob Kennedy Jr. off air. Bob Kennedy Jr.? Uh, I know he's an anti-vaxxer. I know that much. We saw him one time. Do you remember that? No. Oh, we saw him speak one time. What? We saw Bobby Kennedy Jr. speak one time. I don't remember this. Okay, you see right behind your head there, there's a sign that says Bloomington. It's made of wood. Yeah. That's from when we went to... Bloomington, uh, it's made of wood? Is that our town motto? Yeah. Oh, no, the sign is made of wood. Welcome to Bloomington, it's made of wood. No, you and I went to Hawk Records at the... Oh, in Louisville, Kentucky, thing. at yeah. the Forecastle like 15 Fest. years ago, yeah. And I'm pretty sure he was the keynote speaker the day that we arrived. Before he was, uh, wh- uh whatever he is now? No, he was or what was he, he is now. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Why was he, what was he talking about? I don't remember I think he was all. talking about anti-vax stuff. Really? Said, yeah, oh yeah. Because, you know, before COVID, they used to say that uh, vaccines oh, yeah. caused autism Jenny and all McCarthy that. and all exactly. that. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And it was that kind of thing. Well, I have something to tell you about him off air that's going to blow not, your mind. We did not condone his anti-vax uh, insanity. We didn't condone that. We were just there selling records. We were just trying to make a buck. I'm going to show you what I'm alluding to. The Disco Biscuits also on, played that. <laughs> I'm going to show you what I'm talking about. Um, Are you not going to say it on the air, though? No, I just want to get your reaction on air. Oh my gosh, what could it be? Touch a quarter, follow your neighbor and spread. All girls trade, girls run. Tag the line, face it right. Ferris wheel around that ring. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now. <laughs> what is that? Real? I think uh, having it. It does appear to be real. Could, being confused with the other one of you. You know what I'm saying? Oh my gosh. So, oh my gosh, wait, can I say it? Wait a minute. So what this means is though, watch this. Oh, hold on. Wait, okay, listen, we're not telling. Watch this. See what that see what that means now? You have nope. the option for direct mess. Okay. So <laughs> let me let me tell you what's happened here, folks. Jerry just handed me his telephone. From something I, uh, uh, something that's on my phone that I haven't used in years. So, I don't know, the listeners may or may not know this, but before we did this talk show, Jared and I uh, would put together a live talk show event that was called the like Mike late, Adams... Like a late night yeah, format. a late night so, format yeah. talk show. The Mike Adams Show was the name of the show. I was the host of the show. Jared was the producer of the show. Yeah. And uh, we would do a late night style talk show. Uh, for that show, Jared made... A Twitter account at Mike Adams Show or whatever it was. I don't know the handle. And Jared ran that. Jared ran the Twitter account. He just handed me his phone and showed me that the Mike Adams Show Twitter account was recently followed by Robert Kennedy Jr. Yeah. <laughs> With the blue check mark. With the blue check mark. 1.1 million followers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Is now fo- <laughs> is now following me, which means he did he see that and see that 
the Mike Adams he thought he was filing only has like you know hundreds of followers. There is a guy. There is a guy called Mike Adams, the Health Ranger. Please do not look him up. Who spouts conspiracy theories and uh, makes these awful YouTube videos? Uh, I don't know his position on vaccines, but I have a hunch. I have a hunch. Maybe he was banned from Twitter, and that's why you're... Oh, could be. ...who we found. So anyway, now Robert Kennedy Jr. is following me <laughs> and Jared on Twitter, which what Jared just shows me is that now we have access, we can send him direct messages, uh, which I think we probably ought to consider uh, how we're going to do that, what we're going to say. <laughs> well, this is wonderful news. Yeah. Great. Excellent. Very good. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what we do, what we do with this, but something valuable I was reading Anna Merlin's uh, book Republic of Lies a couple summers ago which I was in it was, it's a whole book about the rise of conspiracy theories in the United States and uh, how the internet has fueled conspiracy thinking and just the kind of more so the state of conspiracy theories in the US at that time and uh, it was just like in a journalistic account and uh, it was interesting to be reading that book and then all of a sudden to get to this chapter where she's like, and then there's this awful guy, Mike Adams. <laughs> it was really funny to read that in a book. It's like one of those personalized books for kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, yeah. So that was pretty fun. Wow. Okay. This is good. You know what song this is? No. Dance to the themes from E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Performed, produced, and arranged by Walter Murphy. This song is called Your Planet or Mine, which infers that these these aliens are... I've got a drawing of E.T. the Extraterrestrial right there on the wall. Oh, yeah. Drawn by right. friend of the show, Owen Ashworth. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, we should, uh, we should uh, see old Owen one of these days. That'd I haven't be seen him in a while. I miss him. I think he's playing in Louisville pretty soon. Anyway, <laughs> um, it's time for another... Square Dance Oh, you have, How many did you get? Uh, just a few. Okay, great. We don't have to listen to them all today. But, let's um, hit them. Let's see what we got. Well, this next one, I haven't... First of all, I haven't listened to these before, so yeah. who knows what's on. You haven't heard any of these yet? No. Okay. Um, this one, I don't even... All it says is Ricky on one side. Ricky? And Josh on the other side. Whoa, what really? What do you want to hear? Ricky or Josh? Oh, so let's hear, in honor of new uh, WFHB, uh, I forget his title, employee Josh Brewer. Assistant... Um, Let's hear Josh. Um, uh, Josh is our new boss at WFHB. There's nothing identifying on the sleeve or anything? Just Ricky and Josh. No, this was just a blank. Seems like some good bluegrass. Assistant program director at WPG Josh Brewer. Welcome. Hi, hi Josh. Here's your your theme song. Oh. I like to do this sometimes so people know that we're actually playing records, you know? (laughs) Yeah. We're not faking it. Now, the other side's just Ricky and Ice. It's probably just going to be some uh, generic bluegrass music here, too, which is fine. Fiddle on that one. Do you think uh, 
Josh and Ricky are the titles of these songs, or do you think Josh and Ricky are the featured soloists on those songs? Great question. Uh, there's no other information. Not. A, I mean, there's there's who produced. Is it. Is there like a runout, like a Matrix runout number? Yes, it's wow. just a number. Yeah. Anyway, next we have um, one. I'm one I'm probably most excited to hear. There's an instrumental and then the vocal. Let's do vocal first. Do vocal. What do we got? You're not going to say? You're just going to play it? The song is called... Say it. The song is called Neutron Dance. Neutron Dance. I'm just burning doing a neutron dance. Well, hit you from a date and I go halfway. Walk into the middle and square the count before around that way. Go all the way and do the right or left through. Fear left. You Ferris wheel and now center to pass through. Square through three quarters round. You trade by and then swing that corner, girl. You promenade, my friend. Well, I'm just burning doing the neutron dance. So I was thinking this would be more like um, like Pac-Man fever or something. Like <laughs> like a robot uh, sound. Oh, no. It was just the neutron dance. What's the neutron dance? <laughs> I don't know. Do you think it's more or less dangerous than the safety dance? Definitely more dangerous. <laughs> uh, all right, we got another one here. We just got to burn through these. Just one of these has got to be good. We got uh, Venus. Hey, hey, I'm your Venus. Hey, I'm your oh, here we go. I like this. Desire. I was thinking it was the oldie Venus. Shocking blue. Walk in square through and get the I guess it's around it. Go all but the Bengals the covered it too, right? it through, Oh, I don't know. Hey, beer left and a couple circulate Move along there to it Do a half pack, scoot back And a corner swing Keep that girl in your promenade The ring, hey Or no, uh, banana, banana ring Oh, oh not the bangles They're next to him in the <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the record Hey, you promenade, go halfway, let's go Oh, I like this Come down the middle and square ah! Everybody say four Go all the way and around it through and turn you do. Oh, I like you this. Fear left and a couple circulate. Get along there too. Do a half pack, scoot back, swing on the corner there. Keep this girl in promenade the square wheel. I'm your Venus. Hey, I'm your fire. I'm your desire. Okay. Full of days, promenade. Step it out there, ladies. Hey, hey. Get back and swing your man to go around and say, well, you hey, put your hand. Yeah. Do they still do a square dance uh, unit in gym class in elementary school? Have you had to do any square dancing? I don't know what that is. You don't know what square dancing is? No. Wow, it's a lost art, Jared. Yeah, we used to have to do it in gym class too. Yeah, so did we. Wow, well that's good. Or bad, I don't know. That was, that was, do you still play with parachutes and stuff? Do you ever sit under the parachute? Uh, like in health or gym class? I don't know what you mean. Wow. Big giant parachute. Yeah, Kids it's these days, man. So the, the other thing that we had, the best thing that we had in our gym, it was more of a special thing that didn't happen in gym class, but happened in the gym, is they had this big giant inflatable dome with a little crawl space that you can get inside with. So you crawl into this inflatable dome. It's dark inside. All except for the constellations. Planetarium. Which are projected onto the top of it. So it's like a little mini blow-up planetarium. Everyone sits around the edge. You haven't had that? 
Uh, think, no, but they, uh, what the heck do they do I in think school these days? I think it was called Skylab uh, or something like that. But uh, we do have this uh fun thing we do on uh, field day uh, which is where we like get this like like parachute type thing, and then uh we uh will like I forget how exactly uh we do it, but like. Everybody like holds uh, like two parts of it, and then we like lift it up in the air, and then oh yeah, we, like, oh yeah, try to get under it. That's, That's what, what I meant. That's what I was talking about with parachute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So you do that. That's good. They're still teaching that to the kids. <laughs> but we don't do it in PE. Oh, you just do it on field day. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that's good. Not everything is lost. Are they teach you math. What kind of math they teach me these days? Uh. Um, like finding the area of uh, um, uh, the trapezoid. Nice. That's pretty good. I couldn't do that. Jared, can you play? Oh, wait. You get, you're pulling something up. Can't hear you. Can you move it to the iPad, Mike? I sure can. Asa, do they, um, do they ever teach you a little thing called... Long Division? Yes. Here's Fugazi with Long Division here on Unspoken Requests with Jared and Mike. Time for us to say goodbye here on episode 124 of Unspoken Requests with Jared and Mike. What did we just hear, Mike? That was Ink Pot by the Shocking Blue. That's my favorite Shocking Blue song. Okay. Uh, thanks to Asa Adams for joining us. You're welcome. Uh, Asa, where can we? Uh, do you have anything to promote on here? Um, do you have any, any plugs uh, to do? Any plugs uh, to your what? website? What are you, do you is mean? Your, uh, are you playing any shows that we need to come see? Um, do you have any art shows coming up? No. Do you have any uh, video game uh, streams on Twitch? No. Um, <laughs> do you, Good. Let's keep it that do way. Do you uh, have anything you want to tell the listener before we say goodnight? Uh, no. Any advice? No. Any insight? What's it like being a kid these days? Yeah, what's it like? Is uh, it easy? Or is it hard? Mm. Yeah. That's about right. Yeah. Yep. Well, Mike. Yes, Jared? Um, before we go, I need to make a correction. Uh, on the last episode with Chris Schlarb, he was talking about Def Leppard. And he was talking about the album Pyromania. Sure. And how it was, I think it was engineered by the same guy who did Steve McQueen by Pre-Trap Sprout. Anyway, I was saying that Pyromania is one of my favorite albums, but it's not. Oh. I was thinking of Hysteria. Oh, sure. That's the one that's one of my favorites. So I just want to set the record straight on that. Cleared the air. Pyromania is fine, but it's not one of my favorites. But I do really like one of the songs on Pyromania. That's all I have to say. And I think we should end the show, end the show with the 45 of that song oh Pyromania. Song? okay great uh, uh it's called photograph okay great you might know it you might not 
Anyway, we'll be back with uh, Unspoken Requests, episode number 125, in a couple weeks. Thanks for joining us. Thanks again for Cole Radrick. We'll see you next time. Bye!